Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Oh, what a doo! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Bing Crosby Show and the Craft Music Hall with Al Jolson and Oscar Levant, as well as the Jimmy Durante Show. Today we're going to start out with the Al Jolson Show because I heard from listener Greg, who uh, a few months ago. I posted some episodes for Greg and Marjorie because Marjorie, his mother, was in the hospital. And I've been told by Greg that Marjorie passed away. I uh, thought I was going to air some episodes last week, but they didn't. Al Jolson's show, I didn't have in that high sound quality and so forth. So I thought I'd wait a week. And then the timing of this, where it times out to Memorial Day. Uh, it's just a good chance for us to remember those who've, who've passed on in our lives. And I thought this episode of the Al Jolson show that I'm playing first has some wonderful songs in it that about memories, about the importance of spending time with folks and the fact that Al Jolson only had a few more years left to him as he was going to pass away as well. I thought it was fitting to air this episode and um, one more time dedicating it to Marjorie and Greg I hope this makes um, you have something to to remember her with so uh, and and my condolences for sure Um, after that we have the the um, Bing Crosby show and the Bing Crosby show is a pretty fun one it's got B Lily and Alec Templeton uh, both presenting sort of the British sense of humor uh, to the episode, which is fun. And then following that, we have the Jimmy Durante show with uh, Victor Moore. I think that's the f- the last high-quality Jimmy Durante show I have. I think he has a few more shows this season, but I don't think I'll have them in the same sound quality as I do uh, this episode. So I hope you enjoy all three episodes tonight. The Jimmy Durant and uh, the um, Al Jolson isn't my one of my ultra high quality shows in sound quality, uh, but it's still pretty good and uh, certainly better than last week's episode. So uh, I hope you enjoy all three. And uh, we're thinking of you, Marjorie. Um, everybody have a good Memorial Day. 
this is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to the Music Hall, starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant and Lou Brings Orchestra and Al's guest. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever April showers California, here I come. California, here I come. Right back where I started from. Where bowers of flowers bloom in the spring. Each morning, that dawning birdie sing. And everything, a sun kiss. Miss said, don't be late. That's why I can hardly wait. Come on, open up that golden gate. California, here I come. California, here I come, yeah. Right back where I started from. Where flowers, a flowers bloom in the spring. Each morning and dawning, the birdies sing and everything. A sun kiss missed. Don't be laid off. That's why I can hardly wait. Come on, come on. Open up, open up, open up. That's golden again. California. Here I From what you said a moment ago, Al, it sounds like you want to stay here in Chicago. You don't really prefer the Windy City, do you? Well, as a matter of fact, Ken, I, I used to come to Chicago just because it was known as the Windy City. Yeah? But since the gals are wearing a new look, it isn't worth the trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen what you mean. Yeah, I get you. Well, in a way, I, I did think by hanging around, Ken, I'd get him to put my picture on a package of cheese, you know. Well, yeah. I know people like cheese that's been aged, but that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Carpenter, let me do the insulting. After all, I have a nasty reputation to uphold. Now, Oscar. Oscar, wait a minute. You've been nasty ever since you've been in Chicago, but honestly, I don't mind. And to show you, son, how much I like you, I'm going to take you out to the ballpark and see the White Sox play. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Al, we'll be so alone, people will say we're in love. <laughs> Incidentally, Oscar, I'm not much of a ball fan. Where are the White Sox playing? From what I read, I think it's in the cellar. <laughs> say, Oscar, by the way, I, I just happen to remember, you told me in New York you weren't sleeping well. The Chicago, with its lake shore breezes, made any difference? Well, my sleeping trouble isn't geographical. No? Even in Chicago, I can't sleep. How come? Well, last night I heard someone in the next room playing the piano. Oof, that's awful. It went on and on. So I finally called up. I said, will you please stop playing? It sounds terrible. Your technique is wrong. Your touch is too heavy. In short, you can't play. Well, what did the man say? He said, I'm not playing the piano. I'm playing an Oscar Levant album. Yeah. 
I, uh, I don't understand that, Oscar, because I can sleep anytime you play. Well, if that's the case, Al, put on your nightcap and your Dr. Denton's, because right now, I int intend to play Malaguena. Malaguena. of life that we never forget, which brighten and brighten as time steals away. You know, a man's finest possession is his memory. In nothing else is he rich, in nothing else is he poor. And the song I'm about to sing tells really a beautiful story. Days, war would days, 
I didn't expect it. It wasn't in the script. How, uh... <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oscar, how did you know? Well, last night the hotel was exceptionally hot. Yeah? And when I complained, they told me the heat came from the candles on Jolson's birthday cake. <laughs> yes, I, I couldn't get near enough to blow them out. <laughs> Al, I want to congratulate you. For a man of your unpublished age... You're still the greatest entertainer of them all. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you. And very sincerely, I hope that you have many more birthday cakes, and may they be hotter and hotter. Thank you, Oscar. That last little soliloquy touches me deeply. Al, I know you've gotten a lot of presents, and I know you're going to give me a piece of birthday cake. Well, put it under your pillow tonight. Oh, how sweet, how charming. But what I'd really like, Al, and I'm serious, I'd really like to have is a full course of April showers. You've got it, Oscar. Though April showers may come your way, they bring the flowers that bloom in May. And if it's raining, have no regrets Because It isn't raining Rain, you know It's raining Violet And when you see clouds 
where you see clouds on the hills. Look, they're not clouds. No, no. No, no. They're crowds of daffodils. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever April a Well, now I'd like to return your kindness by playing something as dear to me as April Showers is dear to you. Oh, that's lovely. That's the Rhapsody in Blue. How I love you, my dear old Swanee. I give the world to be when I get to that Swanee shore. I I took the wrong note there, Oscar, but I think we finished together. Not only together, but brilliantly. Al, as a matter of fact, I think your voice today has more tonal riches, quality, volume, resonance, feeling, and sensitivity than ever before. Well, thank you, Oscar. But how did you get to be such a great musical authority? I was out of work for ten years, and I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Oscar, when it comes to music, I think you're great. In fact, I think you're almost as great as you think you are. <laughs> well, as you once said, there's no use arguing with a man when he's right. But, Al, when did you first come to recognize me as a genius? Oscar, I never recognized you that way. But I heard you play with Toscanini once, and honestly, you were wonderful. I just hope that Toscanini showed his appreciation after the concert. He did, Al. You may not believe it, but after it was over, Toscanini came up to me and said, Goodbye, Oscar. <laughs> I've been saying that for weeks, but it doesn't do any good. Al, you know you're the sweetest guy in the world, but it's little things like that that hurt me. Oscar, I'll never let you down. Love is a lovely thing. Love is a breath of spring. Love is a magic crown. But don't let it get you down. Give it a little whirl Show it a little care Get it into your heart But baby Don't let it get into your hair Hand it a big hello Give it a fond farewell What if it doesn't last forever? Better a little now than never. Shout it around the town, but don't let 
Kirsten of the Metropolitan Opera is with us again tonight. Do you think it's wise? You know people are beginning to talk. Wait a minute. Why should Dorothy Kirsten singing a musical make people talk? They're saying Al Jolson's voice is changing. <laughs> now, Oscar, look, if you mean I sound like Dorothy Kirsten, you're a little crazy. I'll show you. Dorothy, will you come over here, please? Yes, Al? Oscar says that people, uh, you know, get our singing mixed up. Well, I believe it. I get mixed up, too. You know, Al, I've been working with you so much that the other night, right in the middle of Madame Butterfly, yeah. I suddenly found myself singing on my knees. <laughs> Do that a couple of more times, and I'll change it to Mammy Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oscar, I, I just want to prove once for all that Dorothy and I don't sound alike. Give me a little arpeggio. I'll be there to get you in the taxi, honey. Better be ready about half past eight. Now, baby, don't be late. I'm gonna be there when Ben starts playing. Now, Dorothy, look, you sing something. Oscar, you know, you're right. There is a similarity. <laughs> Dorothy, have you anything to sing in self-defense? Yes, Oscar. I'd like to sing One Night of Love. One Night of Love. One Night of Love. I don't know. The way she said that, maybe the girl has a crush on me.
that it was beautiful. You know, while you were singing, little shivers kept running up and down my spine. <laughs> that must have been a pretty bumpy trip. <laughs> I'm awfully flattered you liked my song, Al. I hope you'll listen to me this summer. I'm going to do a program with Nelson Eddy. Well, and I'll give you some pointers. I, I just know how Nelson Eddy works. Why should you know anything about Nelson Eddy? Well, because the mammy I'd walk a million miles for is the same mammy whose little baby loves shortening bread. <laughs> Come to think of it, Al, I know how you can help me. Nelson and I will probably have to do some romantic scenes together. Yeah. So I'll have to know some things about love. Dorothy, you have come to the man who wrote the book. <laughs> That's true, but I think some of the pages have fallen out. Now, Dorothy, come over here to Jolie and let me teach you how she play a love scene with Nelson Eddy. Now, first, I put one arm around you like this. Oh, Nelson. Dorothy, this is still Asa. <laughs> what we actresses have to go through on the way up. <laughs> you ain't heard nothing yet. Now I got one arm around you, so next... I put my other arm around you. <laughs> Gee, Al's got a half Nelson on her already. <laughs> In a few weeks, she'll have a full Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Dorothy, I put my cheek against yours like this. Then you put your hand gently and caress my face. All right. Now what do I do? Nothing. Let's just stand here and wait for television. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid, Al, that you couldn't take Nelson's place. He's so wonderful when he's singing one of those stirring marching songs. But, Dorothy, I can do that. Stand back and get a load of this. Tramp, tramp, tramp along the highway. Tramp, 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 tramp. Well, why don't you go on, Al? My feet are sore. <laughs> Dorothy, Al's got to have sitting down music. That's right. How about it, Dorothy? What do you say you and I sit down on a little love seat, hold hands, and sing a duet? Now, Oscar can join us at the piano. Stop gone. Why can't I have been a singer? So I can have my hands free. <laughs> What'll I do when you are far away? And I am blue What'll I do? What'll I do When I am wondering Who is kissing you? What'll I do? What'll I do With just a photograph to tell my troubles to. When I'm alone with only dreams. 
Everything in the world seems to be constantly changing. But in the midst of all of it, there's one thing that never seems to change. That's love. And that's why a beautiful love song that was popular many years back is still good today. For love never grows old. I can be happy. I can be sad. I can be good. I can be bad It all depends On you I can be lonely Out in a crowd I can be humble I can be proud It all depends On you I can save money or spend it, go right on living or end it. You're to blame, honey, for what I do.
Now starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant, Lou Bring and his orchestra came to you through the facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. the goal of the day someone waits for me this is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to Philco Radio Time produced and transcribed in New York City with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra the Skylarks and Bing's guests Beatrice Lilly and Alec Templeton and now fresh from the Philco factory in Philadelphia here is their latest model groaner with the push button blue eyes Bing Crosby <laughs> matter of fact Ken I did pay a visit to the plant in Philadelphia this week Mr. Ballantyne, the president, presented me with the key to the factory. Say, it's quite an honor getting the key to the factory. What honor? I had to open the place at 7 a.m. I was at my workbench sanding cabinets by 7.15. Do it every time. <laughs> Being certainly your visit to Philadelphia wasn't all work. Not entirely. I did manage to get over to the Huntington Valley Country Club with John Ballantyne, the president, Larry Gubbs, chairman of the board, Jimmy Carmine, and Tom Kennelly. All the big <clears> shots, <throat> huh? Did you let them, uh... Let them beat you playing golf? They couldn't beat me. I was caddying. <laughs> you, Bing Crosby, carried four golf bags? I, Bing Crosby, carried four golf bags and Mr. Carmine. <laughs> he was a little tired. <laughs> well, you're lucky Mr. Carmine isn't heavy. This time he was heavy. He was carrying Mr. Ballantyne. Oh. <laughs> but that's radio for you. If Hooper won't help you, you gotta help yourself. <laughs> Well, Bing, I think you're overlooking another reason for your visit to Philadelphia. I happen to know that you received an award from the Curtis Publishing Company for winning Country Gentleman Magazine's annual motion picture poll for the third straight year. Well, to Country Gentleman's two and a half million readers, my thanks. And while we're in this rural, 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 rural... That's a tough word to handle. While we're in this rural mood, can I think a song entitled 160 Acres in the Valley is very appropriate. Skylarks, John Scott, let's head for the farm. I got a hundred and sixty acres in the valley. I've got a hundred and sixty acres of the best. I got a cold stove there that'll cook three square and a bunk where I can lay me down to rest. Up at dawn to greet the sun, I've forgotten what a care or worry means. Head for home when day I've got a hundred and sixty acres full of sunshine. I've got a hundred and sixty million stars above. Got an old paint horse. I'm the guy who's boss on the hundred and sixty acres that I love. I've got a hundred and 
160 acres in a valley. Use kids as loaders. I've got 160 acres of the best. Who holds the mortgage? Got a cold stove there that'll cook three square. And a bunk where I can lay me down to rest. Up at dawn. Up at dawn. To see the sun. High I've forgotten what a care or worry means. Head for home. I'm going. When day is done, the sun is gone, and the pocket money's jingling in my jeans. I got a hundred and sixty acres full of sunshine. I got a hundred and sixty million stars above me. I got an old paint horse. I'm the guy who's boss on the hundred and sixty acres that I love. On the hundred and sixty acres. That I love. Thank you. Oh, that was very pretty, Bing and Skylarks. Uh, Bing, you seem exceptionally happy tonight. I am happy, Ken. I told you I've been down at the Philco factory. Everybody's happy down there. Oh, you're so right, Bing. And I'll tell you another thing. They got some mighty pretty girls working on those production lines. What do the new radios look like? Couldn't see them for the girls. (laughs) Very pretty. You know what makes those girls pretty, Bing? They're so happy. After all, it's a real thrill to help make a Philco radio. They really love their Philcos. Yes, and their Philcos really love them. Mm. Why, the day I was there, Ken, a Philco console was so crazy about the girls that it broke out of its shipping crate three times and came back for more solder. Oh. That's, 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 a, that's a hope joke that's... if I've ever heard of it. And got about as much. Yeah, just, that is really well, a hope I, joke. That just goes to prove he pulls something. pulls his tie out and snaps it. Uh, uh, anything. <clears throat> Just goes to prove something I've always felt, Bing. Right. Philco radios are almost human. Philco radios are smart, too, Ken. Do you know that every Philco radio has to pass an IQ test before it's sent out into the world? Oh, not really. <laughs> How do they give an IQ test to a radio? Simple. They tune it into 20 questions, and if it doesn't score 100%, it's sent back to the production line. But that rarely happens, yeah. of course. Well, you really have to hand it to Philco. They turn out nothing but smart radios. Oh, the smartest, Ken. Why, my Philco portable was tuned into the program called Stop the Music, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it guessed the mystery tune, and it's now spending a two weeks free vacation at White Sulphur Springs. Oh, <laughs> Guess to Mr. Robert Young. <laughs> Here's a tune that I just can't resist doing once more. You're too dangerous, Sherry. You're too dangerous, Sherry. Too dangerous for me. I know I can't resist you. You're too beautiful, Sherry What will become of me? Will I regret I kissed you? You're too glamorous, Sherry So amorous, Sherry So thrilling in my eyes I know it's foolish to love you so much But I forget 
to be smart when you touch me. My heart tells me to beware your dangerous sherry, but I don't Our first guest of the evening is the jolliest importation ever to arrive from the British Isles. This slick lady has played hooky from the American theater for all too long, but she's now happily making up for her absence in the Broadway hit, Inside USA. It's a real thrill to welcome that international star, that scintillating comedian, the girl of my dreams, Beatrice Lilly. <laughs> Why, Bing, <laughs> are you serious? Do you really care for me? I just can't take my eyes off you. <laughs> well, I wish you would. They're kind of heavy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, thanks, Bing. I've just got a sneaking suspicion that you're attracted to me only because I've got a figure like a baseball bat. <laughs> now, that's sheer nonsense, B. You're neat and you're trim, but I could never picture Ralph Kiner swinging you through the air by your ankles. <laughs> oh, that might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, B, I certainly want to congratulate you on the new show. It's wonderful. I enjoyed you and Jack Haley, Herb Schreiner, everybody in the cast. Oh, you filled us all with joy, Bing. You know, ever since I began to rehearse for Inside USA, I've learned a great deal about your country. Really? What have you learned? Terribly large. <laughs> Yes, we do have quite a chunk of real estate over here. Your country is much different from what the average Englishman thinks it is. Really? What do they think it's like? Well, Bing, it just happens that I prepared a little travelogue based on information gathered from the American soldiers stationed in England during the war. Can't think of a better source. <laughs> well, would you like to see it? Well, your travelogue may prove our geography book's obsolete, but I, I just can't wait to see it. Start the movie, will you, John Scott? Get a roll in here. Beatrice Productions, if it's a Beatrice production, it's a lily, presents Inside USA, from the outside. Um, as we begin our journey into the United States of America, let me remind you that this enormous country is divided into two sections, Texas and Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn is situated on the east coast of America, and Texas is situated everywhere else. Uh, these sections are subdivided into colonies known as states, such as New York, New Jersey, New Hampshire, New Mexico, and New Dakota. <laughs> now, let us examine some of the lesser-known areas of this vast and fabled country. First, California. California is best known for its entertainment industry, motion pictures. Genevieve, if I can't have you, nobody can. Do you hear me? Radio. Genevieve, 
If I can't have you, nobody can. Do you hear me? Television! Genevieve, if I can't have you, nobody can. Do you hear me? Oh, shut up. I heard all three of you. Now let us scurry up the coast of California to that beautiful section known as Florida. Here is this lush, palm-studded area is the beautiful city of Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> right? Good girl. Thank you. <laughs> It is into this salty old port that the salty old fishermen come with their salty old fish. Pass the salt. Here you are, you little flounder. <laughs> Continuing our journey through the USA, we come to the heart of the cattle country, better known as the Everglades. Here we find a number of cow chaps riding out to brandy the calves. And there's nothing more refreshing on a hot day than a brandied calf. <laughs> Here comes one of the men now. Tell me, sir, how far is it to the Grand Canyon? The Grand Canyon? Yeah, you know, Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, as we trek... <laughs> oh. uh, we now continue our journey down the east coast to the historic old state of Pennsylvania which was named after William Penn, the inventor of the BB ballpoint pen. <laughs> Philadelphia is known as the city of brotherly love. It is here that the Republican and Democratic parties will soon hold the national convention. Why, you lying polecat, you? Don't you call me no lie, you Yankee horse thief. <laughs> and so we leave the city of brotherly love. <laughs> and we have seen the highlights of this great land, yet we really haven't seen the heart of America. For the USA is not all speed and noise, politics and business. America is also a land of home-loving peoples, such as this couple in a typical city of Ashtabula, Ohio, <laughs> on an elm-shaded street in a setting of marigolds and zinnias. In this unassuming frame house, we find a man and a woman engaged in conversation. Genevieve, if I can't have you, nobody can. You hear me? Well, you've got me. What are you beefing about? <laughs> Thank you, B. Lily, for your delightful travelogue. It was frightfully interesting. Frightened me too, Bing. <laughs> really, when it comes to geography, I hardly know my Rand from my McNally. You're confusing. What's that mean? I know, I'll tell you later. <laughs> it's really refreshing, your confusion. You'd, you'd make a great mix master of ceremonies. Now, B, it's time to introduce an old friend here tonight, an outstanding musical artist who is loaded with talent, with wit, and charm. A pianist? One of the finest, top notch. A satirist? One of the sharpest. Then my guess is that you mean dear old Alec Templeton. I don't mean dear old Hildegard. <laughs> Alec, will you join us? Well, it's a pleasure, Bing. Hello, B. Hello, Alec. Now, Bing, uh, now that I'm here, shall we do what we usually do? Well, we've got to hit some of those familiar old tunes, Alec, by all means. And we've got B. Lily here to help us. By the way, Alec, have you composed anything lately? Uh, yes, I've just written a new ballad. Oh, what's the name of it? It's a beautiful thing called Genevieve, If I Can't Have You Drop Dead. 
That ought to take care of Jenny pretty good. Now, shall we get on with our usual, Alec? I wonder if you remember this one, Bing. You must know, sir. Oh, sure. Just one more chance. I remember it well. Uh, on that old recording of yours, uh, didn't you have slight cold when you made that? <laughs> I always had a cold in those days. I was too broke to buy an overcoat, Alex. <laughs> Oh, tragic. Yes. Well, uh, Dinah's on the other side of that record. That's and, true, uh, yeah. I've still got it, and uh, my record is so worn, it uh, comes out a kind of a medley. You mean it's so thin? What do you mean? Well, uh, if you sing Just One More Chance, I'll show you. Just one more chance To prove it's you alone I care for Each night I say a little prayer for just one more chance Dinah, Just one more word Is there anyone far? I said that I was glad to start out In the state of Caroline But now I'm back to cry my heart out Just to be with Dinah Lee For just one more chance My God. <laughs> Well, that was just one more chance with Dinah. On the other side. Uh, that's very tricky stuff, B. Say, you got an old one that you like, B? I think this one would be good for B. Oh. Which? Don't blame me for falling in love with you. No, you're a torchy. I'm under your spell, but how can I help it? Don't blame me Blame your kiss Just as sweet as a kiss can be That's your next turn oh, So please in come in But don't Here's one that you really got to do. You remember? What's that, Alex? We walked alone. Oh, yeah. Down by the river, all the world our own. Down by the river, you will remember when you hear my song. Down where the river rolls alone. You know, Alec, these American tunes are great, and I could sing them all night with you, but with you and B here on the show, I think we ought to give our audience a little switch. How about doing some of those terrific old English music hall tunes? All right, Bing, I'm game. Anyone in particular that you remember? Here's a good one. When father painted the parlor, you couldn't see papa paint. He was dabbing it here and dabbing it there. There was paste and paper everywhere. Mother was stuck to the ceiling and the kids were stuck to the floor. Did you ever see such a blooming family so stuck up before? <laughs> Alec, I just remembered one. Uh, can you give me a little help on OG, be sweet to me, kid? I'm right with you, kid. How's that start? OG, be sweet to me, kid. I'm awfully fond of you. Is that right? OG, when you're cross with me, nothing is good. I'm so blue on the square, kid. I'm crazy about you for fair. Love me the way you did. Fill me with joy, my honey boy. 
all be sweet to me, kid. <laughs> Thank you, Gracie Fields. <laughs> Was I that good, really? <laughs> well, as they say in Yorkshire, summer is a coming in, I know. So how about taking a stroll around Wigan Pier? Oh, yes, I should like to be beside the seaside. There goes the title. Uh, Bing, will you join us? A little uh, splash in the surf? Well, I'm really not dressed for it. <laughs> what are you dressed for? <laughs> oh, stop, I'm not so bad. All I need is a necktie and I, I could crash 21. Mm. That's Brother Everett's New York office. <laughs> well, let's get off to the seaside, Alec. You too, Addie. Off it, off it. Oh, I do, I do like, like to be beside the seaside. I do like to be beside the sea. I do like to stroll upon the prom, 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 where the brass band free. Tell the young cock, cock, I'll just let me be beside the seaside. And I'll be beside myself with glee For there are lots of girls besides I should like to be besides Beside the seaside Beside the sea It'd be awfully silly. We'd be crazy to break up this huddle without a little lily of Laguna, huh? All together now. She's my lady love. She is my own, my baby love. She's no gal for sitting down to dream. She's the only queen Laguna knows. I know she likes me. I know she likes me. Because she said so She is my lily Laguna She is my lily And my rose Oh, stand by, gentlemen Here's what I've just got to do Have at it, B, have at it Have a go Right Right, Joe Oh, don't stand there uh, wiping your feet on the coconut mat. I don't know whatever you're at. Coming here with your rat-a-tat-tat. Don't stand there uh, twirling your thumbs about. If you want to come in, come in, come in. If you don't, stop out. Here's another comedy tune that Gus Elan made famous. It was one of his very famous ones. You know it. It's a great big shime, and if she belonged to me, I'd let her know who's who. And nagging of a fellow what is six foot three, and her only four foot two. They hadn't been married but a month or a more, when underneath her thumb goes Jim. Ow, oh, isn't it a pity as the likes of her should put upon the likes of him? Gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please stand by for a short but emphatic song of praise. There'll be no war as long as there's a king like good King Edward. There'll be no war. He hates that sort of thing. <laughs> well, this is very merry, B. We could go on all night, but there is such a thing as a commercial, you know. Oh, Bing, how can you be so crass? <laughs> Bing, if you're worried about a commercial well, I am, Alec I've got the opera here 
Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. You've forgotten about the Alec Trick well, Opera forgive Company? Forgive me, forgive me, Alec. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we take you to the Alec Trick Opera House. For further details, here is our impresario, composer and commentator, Alec Templecross. Our opera tonight is Opera Comerciale. Here comes Giovanni Scotti Trattorini, and in a moment we will hear the familiar overture. Crosbini, have you heard the news? No, no. What goes, Signor Templetoni? It's news of a marvelous new radio. Oh, the radio, radio. How I adore radio. I think it's just marvelous. Ah, then you certainly should see the new Philco that that man talks about on the air. Oh, what man? Ah, what is his name? I can't remember. Tis I, tis I, tis I. My name is Carpenter. He's going to talk on Philco. I feel it coming on. He's going to talk on Philco. Well, let him carry on. The idea, the idea. We're ready and waiting. Mr. Carpenter, if you please. <gasps> it's powerful radio, pulls in different stations. Yes, yes. Gives new life to your favorite program. Go on. And when you stack up to 12 records on a super smooth Philco automatic changer. Don't keep us waiting. <laughs> Don't keep us waiting. You're set for a new high in phonograph enjoyment. Ah, is that so? Then elaborate, Mr. Crosby, as only you can do in typical ballad form. 1253 1253 Oh, what a tone Oh, what a phonograph Combination 1253 It's plain to see You can sit back Mary and Jack Hearing those records You carefully stacked on our 12, 12.53. Ah, bravissimo, Crosbini. Bravissimo, say I. Bravissimo, says Carpenter. With Philco, you hit a new high. Hi, 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 hi. Hi, 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 hi. Hi, gang. <laughs> Philco really is terrific. Philco really is terrific. From Atlantic to Pacific, people say that it's terrific. Don't you think it is terrific? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Then it really is terrific. A very true, very true. Long live Philco 1253. Long live Philco 1253. 12 <laughs> Thank you, 
Thank you, Alex. Time for us now to move along and make these facilities available to others. But before we check out, I want to thank B. Lilly and Alec Templeton for a really enjoyable evening. Thank you, Bing. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, I enjoyed it too, Bing. Thanks to you and Alec and dear old Genevieve. <laughs> Look, who's your guest next week, Bing? It's our last show of the season, B. So we're having radio's friendly philosopher, Fred Allen. Good night, B. and Alec. Good night, Good night Bing. Bing and B. Good night. Good night, folks, and thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio, Bing. Goodbye. Wipe the tear, baby dear, from your eye Though it's hard to part, I know I'll be tickled to the death to go Goodbye, don't sigh There's a silver lining in the sky Bonsoir, old thing, cheerio, chin, chin Na-poo-toodle-oo, goodbye Farewell Adios. Up we the Saint Laurent. Let's scram. This program was produced and transcribed in New York by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter, his orchestra, the Skylarks, and Bing's guest, Fred Allen. And remember, keep your eye on your Philco dealer now for the newest thing in radio from Philco, the leader. Health to all from Rexall. From Hollywood, it's the Jimmy Durante Show. Yes, 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Roy Bargy and his orchestra, the Crew Chiefs Quartet, yours truly Howard Petrie, and Victor Moore. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Rexall's prescription for a pleasant evening, the one and only Jimmy Durante, in person. Gotta start off each day with a song Now even when things go wrong you feel better, you even look better. Ah. And now for my second number, I'll sing. Blowy. Oh, come on, kiss me, baby. Oh, no, your mustache tickles. Blowy. Oh, come on, kiss me. I said, no, your mustache tickles. How do you like that? Governor Dewey is even holding a primary in the swamps. <laughs> 
Gosh, Naj, you certainly are well acquainted with the current political situation. Not only domestic, but foreign, too. (laughs) President Truman just appointed me special delegate to the United Nations. And the reason? He wants all them foreign dignitaries to see my nose. Well, why does he want the United Nations to see your nose? It's the only big thing left in the world that Russia hasn't asked for. (laughs) But, Howard, what a distinguished mob there was at Lake Success. Why, the place was amuck with foreign diplomats. And their diplomatresses. <laughs> I just threw that in. <laughs> However, after presenting my credentials, I stepped into the washroom where I met the Turkish delegate who was wearing a hat with a feather in it. And you know how it? A thing like that can be expensive. Well, how come, Jim? Every time he bowed, he brushed me off and I had to keep tipping him. <laughs> but this encounter made me realize that keeping the United Nations from getting united. It's the costumes the Turkish delegates wear. The Turkish delegates' costumes are preventing international agreement? That's right. How can you have a man-to-man talk with a guy in a pair of bloomers? (laughs) It was very embarrassing. He kept snapping his elastic at me. (laughs) Well, Jim, tell me, how, how was the weather in Lake Success? I understand you ran into a heat wave. Yes, Howard, the temperature was 92 Fahrenheit which is just eight degrees below Kushunheit. <laughs> That's another little thing I stuck in. <laughs> but the hot weather doesn't scare me. I show the delegates how they ignore the heat. I gave them the Durandi recipe for keeping cool, which is both apra and po. Oh, how fascinating. Say, what is it, Jim? Well, you get a punch bowl, fill it full of shaved ice, put in three lemons, two oranges, a jigger of vodka, two quarts of Paul Maison 32, and a bottle of maraschino cherries. Well, will you keep cool if you drink that? You don't drink it, you're sitting it. <laughs> you're sitting it? Then why the maraschino cherries? I don't know, but I tried it without them and somehow it just ain't the same. <laughs> but it's a pleasure to be back in California, especially since the California Chamber of Commerce held their annual Baden Beauty contest last week. And Howard, who do you think they called on to act as official judge? You mean? Durante. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, it must be fun judging a beauty contest with all those gorgeous girls and fascinating figures. Well, it's better than stepping on a rusty nail and bleeding to death. <laughs> <laughs> but as it turned out, I didn't get to judge all the contestants. The first girl stepped up, I measured her shoulders, her waist, and her ankles, and then I was disqualified. Disqualified? What for? I got so interested in my work, I forgot to use the tape measure. <laughs> Ah, Durant, you must have swallowed a strawberry. You're being rashed at night. Well, Jimmy, I hope with all these outside activities of yours, you haven't neglected your political campaign. On the contrary, Howard, you're laboring under a misapprehension. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Why, just last week, I officially opened my campaign with a tremendous rally, and what a thrill. Before I mounted the podium, the audience was restless. But when I started my speech, all 50,000 of them shut up like clams. 50,000 people? No clams. I was speaking in Pismo Beach. (laughs) When I passed the hat for contributions, I wound up with four quarts of chowder. (laughs) (laughs) But nothing discourages Durante. If my country needs me, I'm ready. Let me tell you about it. I'm sitting in the club car of the Congressional Limited, when who sits down besides me? My old pal from the Supreme Court, Justice Murphy. And what happens? First he looks at his watch, then he peeps under his black robe, then he looks at his watch, and again he peeps under his black robe. So I said, Judge, why do you keep looking under your black robe? And he said, Shh, 
Underneath, I'm developing pictures. <laughs> Arriving at the nation's capital, and I hope to get my hands on some of it, I went direct to the presidential suite at my hotel. Just as I was drawing my bath, and you should see some of my drawings, <laughs> I heard street noises, horns blowing, people shouting. And what were they shouting? They were shouting, Durante for vice president. We want Durante. We want Durante in Washington. So nonchalantly smoking a Turkish towel, I steps out on the balcony. How do you like that? No balcony. <laughs> that was before Truman. <laughs> Suddenly looking up, I heard Umbriago shouting. I make a motion to back Durante for vice president. And what happened? The motion was thrown out, followed by Umbriago. So I jumps up, and believe me, this is what I said. Now if Washington needs me, I'll answer the call, but they better not call me collect. Now Marshall, Forrestal, Vandenberg, Truman, look them up, and you'll find them all in who's who. You can't miss. Now I know I never got my name in who's who, but I did get my picture once, and what's this? <laughs> There'll be some changes made when I get to Washington. That I'll guarantee. Changes in domestic relations, foreign relations, and trade relations. That's what I want to do, trade relations. <laughs> the last time I was in Washington, a lady rushed up to me and said, didn't I see your face in a five-cent piece? I said, you mean I look like Jefferson? She said, no, a buffalo. <laughs> so if Washington needs me, I'll answer the call. But they better not call me collect. Two weeks later, I'm at home in my bathtub, mending a leak in my water wings. When the telephone rings, slipping into my shorts, I rush downstairs to the delicatessen store to answer the phone. Picking up the receiver, I said, hello. But I heard nothing. Then I thought I smelled something funny, and what do you think? I was talking into a salami. <laughs> Finally, I got the call, and who was it from? My old biology professor from Harvard. He said, James, as a candidate for vice president, I want to ask you a question, and I want an answer. Do you know the meaning of political economy? Arbitration by metapetration? And devaluation of international monetary stabilization? How could I give him an answer from the question alone I fainted? <laughs> so say an adios and goodbye, too. I shouted, if Washington needs me, I'll answer the call, but they better not call me collect, and I warn them that I demand respect. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for drug preparations, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall Identification. Did you know that more than 2,000 different drug products carry the name Rexall? That's a big family indeed, and a highly respected one too. For in millions of American homes, the familiar name Rexall has come to mean the utmost in quality, purity, and reliability. So for any... And for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall. Have confidence in what that name means. Quality, purity, and reliability in drug products. Get them at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation. 
where 25% of America buys its drug needs. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for drug preparations, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. That Tyrone Power, Clark Gable, Alan Ladd, and Humphrey Bogart all rolled into one. Yeah, but when they unroll me, I'm still Victor Moore. <laughs> Victor, Victor. <laughs> oh, now, Victor, you, you, you mustn't be so modest. You, you compare with any glamour boy. Why, you've got a figure that's out of this world. Yeah, and I wish I could get it back in. <laughs> but in my new life, Hollywood and its glamour are unimportant, Howard. I've gone back to my favorite hobby, Mother Nature. And golly whiz, is it fascinating. It is, Victor? Yeah, why, do you realize that every day, eight million baby mosquitoes are produced by one female mosquito? What do you think of that? I think it's about time she got married and settled down. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's nothing like wandering Stop through the, the shady... Stop dr- the presses, how mortifying. Why, it's a slur on my slushing. <laughs> Jimmy, what's the matter? What's the matter? I goes over to a used car lot to trade in my 1912 Essex, which still has the original rubber and the windshield wipers. <laughs> when what happens? A crowd gathers around me, points to my schnoz and said, so that's the secret of the new Ford. The trunk rack is in the front. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll always look like the old models. Not to me, you won't, Victor. I have never seen you so sweet and charming. Come over here and stand next to me and let the audience have a good look at us. That's right. Now, honest, folks, can you tell... Can you tell which one of us has the Tony permanent? (laughs) You didn't think it would work on plain skin, did you? Frankly, Jimmy, personal beauty is unimportant to me since I've been communing with nature. Why, just yesterday, I found a nest full of robin's eggs that had been abandoned by their mother. How pathetic. What did you do? I sat on it. You You sat on the nest? What happened? Congratulate me, Jimmy. You are now looking at the mother of a six-ounce omelet. (laughs) Flash. Mother and omelet are doing well. But I love our little uh, feathered friends, too, Victor. I even built the bird bat for my cockatoo out in the backyard. Say, then you could tell me something I've wondered about all my life. Oh, sure, if I could tell you. When a bird is about to take a bath, does she stick her big toe in the tub to see if the water is too hot? Victor, do you think I'd peek? (laughs) I once embarrassed a bald eagle. I caught him without his toupee on. Ah, there's nothing like the outdoors. But you know, Jimmy, just yesterday, while tramping through the wilds of lower Santa Monica, (laughs) I did something that made me realize my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. What did you do? I picked up a snake and tried to kill a stick. (laughs) And to think that in my youth, I was a champion woodsman. Champion? Say, that gives me a great idea for my political campaign. Just think, Durante, the choice of the champions. Yeah, I might even get my girlfriend, Tilly, to support you. Oh, that'd be nice. She's a champion rifle shot. Here, here's a picture of her with one of her hunting dogs. Oh, so this is Tilly. 
No, Tilly's the one without the bird in her mouth. <laughs> a natural mistake. That can of strong heart around her neck fooled me. <laughs> but speaking of champions, Victor, here's one right now. Come out of a corner. The holder of the jukebox crown and a little lady I'd like to go around with any time, Peggy Lee. At uh... one twelve and a half. Vicky boy. Hello, Peggy Pooh. And how are you, Jimmy? Let me look into your little pixie face. Ah, uh, Peggy, I know I'm not good looking, but what's my opinion against thousands of others? <laughs> you haven't said anything nice about me yet, Peggy. Oh, you know how I feel about you. You were made for me, Victor, just made for me. Well, maybe so, but I think the guy who poured my foundation forget to say when. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad, Victor. Two duplexes are in demand. <laughs> but, Victor, I want to talk to you some more about my slogan, Durante, the choice of the champions. And while we're conversing, Peggy, would you favor us with some vocal uh, calisthenics? Gladly, Jimmy. I'll lift a couple of bars of you lend an ear. I will. <laughs> story from the Rexall Laboratory. Until comparatively recently, the only way to measure the potency of vitamin A was by making long, involved, and not too accurate laboratory tests on animals. But today in the great Rexall Control Laboratory, vitamin A potency is measured instantly and accurately 
by a scientific instrument called the spectrophotometer. Vitamin A is placed on the spectrophotometer's prism in the path of a ray of light. A meter measures the amount of light absorbed by the vitamin A, and this in turn measures its potency. The spectrophotometer can't make a mistake. It's your guarantee that Rexall vitamin A products meet Rexall's high standards of accuracy. And it's one more reason why your Rexall druggist can say you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your household drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Well, Victor, I'm really exuberant about my slogan, Durante the choice of the champions. Good, Jimmy. We'll tour the country. Right. I'll take Joe Lewis apart and see what makes him tick. And I'll take the Maggio apart and see what makes him tick. Well, what about the swimming champ? Are you going to take Esther Williams apart? Please, Victor. Anything put together that good, you don't tinker with. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get started on our tour. Is the gang ready, Peggy? We're all packed, Jimmy. Let's go. <laughs> Now any state in the 48 is great The 48 is great and any state is a reason we should celebrate We ought to celebrate to people on top We've a question to pop It's the champions we're gonna address We'll get the facts on the matter From the top of the ladder We'll learn the secret of success We've a magic carpet to take this trip We pull a string and away we rip Hey, where are we, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm lost Well, let's fly low and listen to these natives down there Maybe we can find out where we are I'm gonna finish you off and my name ain't Red You asked for it, Red, I'm calling you a bluff What do you know, it's the town of Red Bluff Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Durante, like a fish die You're really rolling tonight <laughs> Any state in the 48 is great. Where's the best place to look for champions? You find champions anywhere, Victor. Right. And where we're going, there are lots of them. See that turnpike below, we all ought to know. We're in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. And there's many a champ who has trained at the camp. Up Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. Joe Lewis, Jimmy Braddock, Carnera, Maxie Bear. For a healthy place to train, very few can compare to Pompton Lake. Go on down, boys, and see what's new in Jersey. Say, Jimmy, where and look. That guy punching the bag over there is the middleweight champ, Killer O'Toole. Let's talk to him. Okay, pardon me, Killer. We're conducting a survey. You're known as the most vicious fighter in your class. You've broken jaws, fractured ribs, and beaten your opponents into a pulp. Tell me, killer, how do you account for your phenomenal success in the manly art of self-defense? I bite. <laughs> what a physique. If this guy had hair in his chest, he wouldn't make a bad pipe cleaner. You know, in my last fight, I was in trouble in the first few rounds. Then in the fourth round, I had my opponent worried. 
You had him worried? Yeah, he was afraid he was gonna kill me. <laughs> you know, I used to be a fighter. I started out as a flyweight, but I had a quit. How come? The first fly I fought beat me. <laughs> Please, Victor, you tax my patience that I can't afford it now. But you know, champ, Pumpton Lakes really brings back memories. Why, I did road work with all the title holders here. Lewis, Braddock, Canero, and every morning I used to run through the woods with Maxie. Bear? Who do I look like, nature boy? <laughs> well, look, killer, we're trying to bolster Durante's political campaign. Yeah. As a champion fighter, are you willing to endorse me? I think you'd be great, Mr. Durante, and I'll get you in shape for your rigorous campaign. Here, I'll give you a rabbit punch. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said you were going to give me one rabbit punch. Yeah, but you know how those rabbits multiply. Count me up, Mr. Moore. Any state in the 48 is great. Call out the next stop, James. Go ahead. Tell her the secret. Well, Peggy, we're going to the town that crowned you sweetheart of Sigma Chi today. Well, now I know. Fargo! Fargo, North Dakota. Northwest of Minnesota. It's the largest city in the state of N.D. Among other things it's famous for, Peggy Lee. It did me many a good turn. Fargo, North Dakota. And I'm glad to return. Fargo, North Dakota. They gave us a chance. What are we waiting for? Let's get down and look around. There must be more in Fargo. Go on down, Jim, and see how far you go in Fargo. What's this coming? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it Superman? No. It's Hot Breath Houlihan. Look. Lucky I lowered my lids. I'd have wound up with poached eyeballs. What are you doing here in Fargo with the Rodeo, Miss Houlihan? I uh, just won the cow branding contest. I brand them by kissing them on the neck. I'll demonstrate on this cow. Mm. <laughs> Care for some barbecued beef? Imagine that, she brands cows with a kiss. What do you think of that, Victor? <laughs> Say, uh, you're kind of cute, you homogenized heartthrob. Uh, it gets around, it gets around. The girls call me dreamboat. You may be a dreamboat, but I think your cargo has shifted. <laughs> Touche, Victor, touche. But we're conducting a survey, Miss Holohan, and we want to know if you, as a champion cowgirl, will endorse Durante. I'll be glad to. And I'll also get the Cattlemen's Association to back you. You have influence with them? Yeah. They're kind of fond of me. Why, just this morning, they shipped me 600 head of cattle. Jerseys or Holsteins? I don't know. They only sent me the heads. Hustle me out of here, Mr. Moore. Any state in the 48 Well, men, we're finding out about champions. We sure are, and we're not finished yet. No, sir, we're headed for a place that can give us plenty of information. 
Indianapolis, Indiana. What a region. That's where the capital is of Indiana. The home of the Legion. If you see something whiz right by your face. It's not a jet plane, it's an auto race. Indianapolis. One down and find out who's your champ in the Hoosier State. Look where we are, Victor, the famous speedway in Indianapolis. I'm going to question Wiz Wizen, the champion automobile driver. Tell me, Wiz, how does it feel to drive faster than any other man in the world? Oh, it's wonderful. You get behind the wheel, you turn on the ignition, take off the brakes, step on the starter, and, vroom, 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 and you're off you go down the straightaway at 90 miles an hour. 90 miles an hour, there you go, on the first turn. <laughs> On that first turn there on the back stretch, 100 miles an hour, 110 miles an hour, coming to that turn again. Here we're going to make it now. Ah! We made it! And now we're passing the grandstand, 120, 130, 140. What a thrill it is! It's fun! It's fun! It's fun! How can a guy have so much fun? He hasn't even got a girl in the car. <laughs> and now we're going out of that second lap, going at that first turn. Coming on the back stretch again, 120, 130 miles an hour. Here comes that turn again. We're going to make it this time. <laughs> How do you like that? He blew out one of his tonsils. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're conducting a survey. As champion, would you endorse Durante? Why, certainly. I'd be glad to. I'll even paint your name on the side of my car. And just think of the publicity you'll get as I go tearing down that straightaway. <laughs> 90 miles an hour. Down that straightaway going 100 miles, 110 miles an hour. You're the first time. On that back stretch. We're coming with that turn again. Are we going to make it this time? <laughs> One thing, the one thing he wasn't expecting on the track, a lady driver. <laughs> Let's walk home, Mr. Moore. And it's making the 48 is great. Hampton Lake, Fargo, Indianapolis. You can travel north, south, east, or west. Till Durante is a champion while he'll never rest. It's great. Wonderful. Marvelous. Stupendous. And he's making the 48 is great. Remember, 25% of America buys its drug needs in Rexall drugstores. Rexall is that large and respected family of more than 2,000 different drug products. You can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Available in Rexall drugstores everywhere. Touche, Howard, and I'd like to add, I do my shopping at a Rexall store, buying Rexall drugs, and a furthermore... Umbriago, he prefers them to We buy Rexall, that's all How about you? Be sure to listen in every Sunday on the same station To the Rexall Summer Theater Starring Pat O'Brien and Virginia Bruce Well, Rexall for the night, folks From Victor Moore, Peggy Lee, Roy Bargy The Crew Chiefs Quartet Yours truly, Howard Petrie and... Jimmy Durante in Poison who says, Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. And I hope West Virginia is listening in. 
This program was produced and directed by Phil Cohan. Good health to all from Rexall. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Thank you.